Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range. Or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to About Progress. This is episode 246, How to Know When You've Done Enough Each Day with Siri Payne. Do you feel like your schedule is so outside of your control? And do you know you work so hard all day long, but you get in bed at night feeling like you got nothing done? When you are living in a constant state of damage control and always putting out fires, it's hard to know and feel that you've ever done enough. I bet there isn't a mom out there who can't relate to this. I swear that half the time Brad asked me, so what did you do today? I answer, I didn't stop all day long, but I have nothing to show for it. Ladies, especially you mamas out there, you can end your days knowing that you've done enough. This entails some soul searching, some shifting, and more intentionality, but you can. My guest today is Siri Payne a life coach who years ago recognized that she was done living in the damage control zone. In this episode, you will hear her say, I was getting stuff done, but at what expense? That's the quote that about knocked me out of my chair. Boy, did I relate to that. Today, we will help you learn how you can end your days feeling more at peace with what you did and what you left undone and some everyday ways to better support your pursuit of what balance looks like in the real world. 
Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packard, and I don't want you to just listen to this show. I want it to change you. This community of progressors empowers women to take on radical growth via sustainable changes. Are you motivated and ready to grow in your identity, purpose, and productivity? You can when you remember that life is about progress, not perfection. Whether you are a working mama or a work-within-your-home mama, there are no busier people on the planet than moms. We get things done. Many of you might be thinking about starting a podcast and wondering how you can do this as part of your already very busy days. I can tell you that as a primarily stay-at-home mom who works on the side from home, you can. It takes a lot of what we're going to talk about in this episode, in fact, but having something to call just your own is life-giving. In my opinion, podcasting is made for moms who need an outlet, want to learn, or have something to say. That's been the experience of myself and my business partner, Rachel Nielsen of the 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms podcast. Together, we lead Podcast You, an online podcasting school directed primarily to busy moms just like us. Podcast U's doors are open for enrollment now until April 1st. And starting this week, we are teaching free online masterclasses to help busy moms get the leg up on podcasting for those of you who want to start or for those of you who want to grow the shows you already have. Sign up for one of these by going to podcastu.co slash free class, which is linked for you in the show notes as well. Again, you can join one of our free masterclasses by going to podcastu.co slash free class. Just a quick note before we continue on, if you are not interested in podcasting, I'm sure you know someone who is. So if you can please pass out information onto them, we'd be so grateful. We are always amazed by how many of our podcast you students and those attending the free masterclasses arrive because of a tip they get from a friend or family member. Let's move on to my interview with Siri. I know you're going to love it. Stay tuned until the end for my progress pointers, where I help you go and take action and do something based off of what you learned today. So my name is Siri Payne. I am a mother of three daughters, age 14, 16, and 17. I have been married for 21 years this month. And um, I like to tell people something fun about me is our first 16 years of marriage, we moved 18 times. We currently though have landed in Utah and we have been here for the past five years. Um, let's see, I have a master's degree in education and I taught special education up until this past year. I'm also a certified life coach with the life coach school and I certified back in 2018. So this past August, I did quit teaching though, so that I could devote all of my time to my life coaching practice. And I tend to coach mompreneurs. I help them organize their time, their schedules, their minds, that they can grow their business without sacrificing their health and their sleep and their relationships. Okay. I adore all of this. If there's anyone to talk about what we're going to talk about today, then it is you because you have had so many balls to juggle for so many years about, you know, moving all the time, but also working and with children and now this coaching. Um, so what we're going to be talking about today is this elusive enough word, right? Have I done enough? So many women go to bed each night just feeling like they never do enough. So this elusive balance is part of it too, right? Like I, if I've done enough, that means things are, are perfectly balanced. And while I usually say that's not possible, you say it is. So I would actually love to hear what you mean about balance is possible. Let's start with that. 
Awesome. This is one of my favorite things to help people like hopefully see the way that I see it because it really is helpful in my life. So when we often think about balance, we think of like a teeter totter and it being perfectly still and being even and then we'll say, oh, it's balanced. But that's not the only way for a teeter totter to be balanced. And I'll get to that in a quick second. But I work with women all the time. And as you said, they think they aren't doing enough. They think that they just can't get enough done each day. They have thoughts like I'm not using my time wisely or I'm not using it in the best ways. But what I have found most of the time, these women are doing so, so much every single day. However, what I noticed is that they aren't planning, they aren't prioritizing, they aren't making decisions with what they want to do each day with intention. So then at the end of the at the end of the day, they don't feel balanced because they feel like they didn't do much. They feel like they what they did, as you said, wasn't enough because they didn't have a plan or a target to be aiming for. And so if we know our top three to four targets of what we want to get done each day and then we hit them, then we get to feel balanced. But here's the main reason why I believe balance is possible, because balance is a feeling. It's not necessarily an action that we achieve. So we get to decide what makes us feel balanced each day. And of course, that's going to be different for everyone. So let's go back to my analogy with the teeter-totter. And if we said, like if we stayed in balance, like what we're assuming balance is just like that being even, well, then we would have no movement and no growth because, you know, a teeter-totter is meant to go up and down. So just like our lives, we need to be able to go up and down to be able to get that movement, to be able to reach our potential. So the second way that I wanted to explain that a teeter-totter is balanced, it's also when there's equal weights on each end. But these weights in our life, and I like to call these like priorities on the teeter-totter, right? Our priorities, they get attention at different times. So when we add one weight or add too much weight on one end, that's like maybe us not saying no when we mean to say no, or mm. having that all or none thinking, or that perfectionist thinking, or having that regrets or feelings or thinking I should be doing this, I should be doing that. So that's when the teeter-totter gets stuck, right? You have too much weight on one end. And so it gets stuck in the air and that's when it doesn't get to go up and down. And so that's when it is not balanced. So if we have our weights, again, our priorities in mind when we create our day and when we create our schedules, then we get to add or take away that balance. We get to add or take away the tasks, sorry, that are keeping us from feeling balanced. And the ones that make us stay stuck or the ones that don't allow us to gain movement towards our goals in life are the ones that we can remove so that our teeter-totter then can go up and down freely and again is balanced. You know, I'm just sitting here thinking about the common root to all that you said is control. Um, we get to decide when enough is enough. And also being able to still insert more control with how we are prioritizing and planning. I think a lot of women feel paralyzed to plan, probably because of their past experience and either having this kind of stick they're holding over themselves, like you must execute everything that's on your list perfectly each day, or this other thing about prioritizing prioritizing too many things. And that's overwhelming too. And so they're just even reticent to take the time to prioritize and plan. So when you're saying that, what do you mean in terms of planning ahead and prioritizing just so people are not like, oh no, this is not who I am. Like I'm not a planner. Or this is not something I do. 
Right. So I like to remind people that planning actually gives us the freedom because we are the ones creating the plan ahead of time. And if we either are executing it or not, we actually have that freedom to do it. So lots of times people say, if I plan or if I schedule, then I'm really locked into that. But remember, you're the one creating it. I'm not creating the plan for you. You know, your, your husband or, you know, we get to create our own. But what we do is when we plan within our tension, with intention based on our priorities. And I like to really limit like maybe five priorities top. But if we really are planning with intention and priorities, then we get to work towards that plan to allow us to feel balanced. And so um, here's kind of like why I feel like we kind of miss the boat, I guess, and, and feeling that way at the end of the night. But imagine that like you're at a shooting range and there's targets everywhere in this the shooting range. And some of these targets are what we would call like these prize winning targets. And some are just fun target to practice on. So, right, our priorities, prize winning, just then the fun, extra fluff stuff, just the practice targets. And so in this, this day, you spend several hours in this range and you are diligently working to shoot at all the targets. And at the end of your target session, the employee that can tell you which target was like that prize winning targets, like which those were, that employee isn't there. So you don't know if you won. So although you really had a good time and you worked diligently, you stayed super busy, and you, you know, we're really just trying your best to hit all the targets. You don't get to have that feeling of winning because you aren't sure which targets were the important ones because the employee is not there to tell you. So of course you leave this target range. You don't feel balanced because you don't know if you won. You wonder if you did good, right? We're always curious. Did we hit the right targets? And you question like, did I just waste my time out there? You know, did I hit and play around with targets that didn't matter? And so you don't know what it is, is exactly that you achieved there all day because, you know, they're not there to tell you if you won. And so that's just like our day. If we haven't planned and prioritized and recognized our winning or our, those important targets, then we don't get to feel like we succeeded at the end of each day. So if you aren't planning out your days with intention, then at the end of the day, you know, we feel unbalanced because we aren't even sure what we were balancing. We aren't even sure what we were aiming for. And so when people are afraid to schedule, I like to remind them that you are the only one who knows what your winning targets are in your life for your for your circumstances. So you can make them as many or as little as you want. You know, you don't want to be overwhelmed with what you're trying to plan and just plan, you know, set yourself up to succeed. And so I just encourage you to identify what those targets are each day so that you will know if you hit them or not. Well, what I love about this too, is it's taking you back to that sense of control that you are, are seeking. When you have targets that you are aiming for, you still don't have to execute those perfectly either. You just want to hit somewhere on the target. It doesn't need to be done perfectly. Not all of them um, in the single day, but that still will give you that sense of control that you are missing. Exactly. And a lot of times that can happen if you just take the time to plan out your day the night before or the morning of like first thing in the morning and just write down, start like small, write down the top, like three to five things that are important for you to accomplish that day and then decide what time you're going to get them accomplished at. And then you just spend your day, you know, just working towards those three to five things and get them done. And you don't allow them to take priority over everything else. And then at the end of the day, you get to feel like you did what you wanted to do and you get to feel accomplished because you hit them. But here's mm -hmm. the key is you have to treat those three things that you wrote down like really important appointments that you don't want to skip or reschedule. So 
obviously, except for like in the case of a rare emergency, which are very few and far between, these appointments that you set with yourself, and these appointments sound like maybe clean the bathroom, go grocery shopping, maybe finish a home project or plan to do like three loads of laundry. Those appointments with yourself need to practice being honored. So for example, if a friend calls asking your help, asking for your help from like 10 to 12, but maybe that's when you'd plan to go grocery shopping that day. You might possibly tell your friend, hey, I have an appointment, but I can help you from two to three or whenever you maybe have set aside time to do things for yourself or set aside some free time to be able to help out other people. Or you know what? You can just tell her that you're sorry that you have an appointment and you're not able to help that day. So I want you to just take a minute and ask yourself if you had like a scheduled doctor's appointment and your friend called and asked for help, would you cancel that doctor appointment? Like, would you cancel on that doctor? Or if you wouldn't, right, would you feel guilty for telling your friend no so that you could keep your doctor's appointment? So are you keeping and protecting your appointments with yourself? Because if you aren't protecting your time, then who is? Hmm. That's, that's going to be a soundbite right there. Um, our time really is everything. Um, I was thinking about that earlier this year. I was creating my goals for the year. And over and over again, I kept coming back to in order to be the person I want to be and do the things I want to do and be the mom I want to be and the podcaster, it all comes back to how I'm managing my time. And that can be so overwhelming when women are really out of practice and intentionally prioritizing and managing their time, especially if they're looking at it as an all or nothing thing. So if you can speak to these women, um, specifically, what are some things that they can focus on to better get in this habit of balancing their day-to-day lives with this idea of it's enough, meaning not crazy enough, but it's enough to be the people that they want to be. So I think a lot of times what we can do is just remember that, again, we are in control of our schedule. And so you want to set yourself up for success. So a lot of times if I'm working with clients that maybe do struggle with that all or nothing or that more of that perfectionism or just like they think about in the past, I haven't been successful in this particular area. So they don't want to try or change it in the future. I just have them start with what I would just say, like a minimum baseline. So just maybe it could say like, take a shower, brush your teeth and get the kids breakfast and just practice doing those three things. Maybe, you know, put things on there that are possibly like a very high probability that they're going to get done. And when you start to build that evidence and you start to do those things for yourself and you realize, you know, like I can do them because often we do so much each day but yet we're not giving ourselves that credit. And then as they start to see that they can do things and keep those commitments and make those promises to themselves, that's when maybe I increase, encourage them to increase their, their, their like priorities and increase their goals and really put stuff on there that allows them to kind of hit more towards their dreams and their goals other than brushing our teeth is a great dream and goal. But I think most of us have some bigger (laughs) goals inside of us, but I just always remember start small and really work on being successful and build on that success. Mm -hmm. Okay. So start with small baselines, um, get in the practice of succeeding and then you can always build. Right. Right. You just want to make prove evidence, create evidence for yourself that you can keep, you know, what you, you can do and keep and say what you're going to do. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. What are some other ways that they can work towards this balance that matters to them? All right. So here's um, one of the first tasks that I do with my clients. Once they start to really feel like that they can motivated and desired that they really want to start making some goals and dreams for themselves or just, you know, everyday living so that they, you know, are damage control is what I like to call it. I like to encourage them to take the time to write down um, their top five priorities in life and really solidify why those are your priorities. And these are usually in some of the areas like health, finances, career, relationships, spirituality, family, just um, community service, and really write down like the why of why you believe that those areas are your priorities. And like I said, you don't want to have this huge laundry list. Keep it small, keep it down to five. And then what you want to do is write down possibly again, like just three action items that you will do on a, either a daily or a weekly basis, depending on where you're at in the scheduling process. But if this is new and you're starting, just maybe write down three actions that you will do on a weekly basis to really like show that once those are done, that that thing is a priority. So for mm-hmm. example, if like family relationships is one of your priorities, then your action items might just be like bedtime story for your kids or family dinner three times a week yeah. or put my phone down when my kids talk to me. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be something huge and crazy, just like three things that if I'm watching you do them, I can say, oh, she values family relationships or for like help. It may just be like eat a fruit and vegetable at every meal or possibly mm-hmm. like intentional movement five days a week or one dessert a week. But like you get the idea, right? So when you intentionally focus on those small action items, then you will know when you've hit your enough because then you're going to be balanced because you are intentionally working towards and you're committed to the priorities and those actions. And then not everyone else's priorities become your shoulds. Well, what I love about this too, is I feel like that feeling of I've never done enough or this is not enough is really just uh, a signal to us that we are not missing to do's, what we're missing of is what really matters to us in this big picture way that you talked about, knowing what values are essential to us. And if we are hitting those in these smallest of ways, like you're not talking about to do like big to do's or big mountains to climb to meet those values. But when we have more of those everyday ways of supporting those values, we will feel that we are more balanced and more fulfilled and that it's enough. Exactly. Yes. So let's contrast this with what this was like maybe for you or some some clients that you've worked with who are really struggling with this prioritizing part or maybe taking the time to plan, um, you know, distilling down to just a few targets a day or what it has looked like even for you to not have this balance. I have a couple of stories that kind of illustrate like some of these like aha or pivotal times when I realized I was out of balance. Um, as a child, I grew up in a home where we cleaned the bathrooms, we swept, we mopped, we vacuumed, we practiced our piano, and we did it all every day before we left for school. So when I became a mom, I thought that's what like a quote unquote good housewife did it was to do all those things every day. But then I had, as I said, three kids in three years in three different states. So keeping up with those self-imposed expectations that I created and keeping three young children alive and fed, it became very exhausting and it wasn't very fun. Mm -hmm. And so I would work and work and work and I would wake up early before the kids um, woke up so that I could get my workout in and I would stay up super late so that I could read my scriptures and I would provide meals for the neighbors and I would watch other people 
people's kids. And although I was super busy doing all of these really great things, I did feel like I didn't get anything done. And I would often tell my husband, I work so hard and all I do is damage control. I just felt like I was just barely like keeping the surfaces touched. Yes. And it's just not fun working that hard every day if you're not feeling like you're accomplishing anything important or anything impactful. And so that's just one day I decided, you know what, maybe the toilets don't have to be cleaned every day. Maybe the floor doesn't have to be mopped after each meal. And I just decided to kind of create this little thought, you know, clean enough, like germ free ish enough was good enough for me. My house didn't have to be immaculate. And then I realized, you know what, it wasn't even possible for what I was trying to obtain with these three young children. So with these self expectations I was putting on me, I was actually setting myself up to fail. And don't get me wrong. Like I still really love a clean house, but I don't like being in a grumpy mood. I don't Mm -hmm. like yelling at my children. I don't, um, and I yell at them, right. To help me keep a house, help, help keep the house up a certain way. I don't want to resent my husband for not helping in the way that I think he should be. So these, again, these were just expectations that I was putting on myself to be the good mom or what I thought a good wife was. And they weren't worth the price that I was paying for this clean house. I mean, I was destroying relationships and I decided relationships were way more important than like a super duper clean house. Okay. So here, and this is kind of more of like an action thing we can think about here is decide what's on your, not a priority list. We've talked so much about how to prioritize and know what matters to you. Also decide what you can let go of and not that it doesn't matter. Cause I'm in a similar boat. I love a clean house, but it doesn't matter to me as much as other things that I want to prioritize more. So it's not that we leave it to the weeds and that it's never done or, you know, that we just completely stuff it down, but it's more, this is not the highest priority. And I'm not going to put my other high priorities ahead of this, these things. I love that. That not to do list. That's amazing. I actually have a story of something that I took off my list. Um, when my kids were really young, again, yelling. And I shouldn't say I yell, but I mean, I do like, you know, the mom voice. Right. And I was like, get out of the kitchen, get out of the way. And I rushed them out of the kitchen and I set them in front of the TV because I was quickly trying to prepare a meal for a family in need. And, you know, and I was just a little stressed out and, you know, whatever about preparing this meal. And so I was kind of mean to my children and I just impatiently instructed them hurry up, get in the car so we can drop off the dinner. And then I snapped at my six-year-old for carrying the dessert really haphazardly because I was super frustrated that this perfect design that I had placed the cookies in was now ruined. And then I noticed I reprimanded my five-year-old because she was twisting the bread bag so tightly that it squished all the rolls. And then this entire car ride, I shouted at my three-year-old and I said, don't you go to sleep because it was five o'clock and I'm sure you all can uh, (laughs) recognize that. We're just trying to keep them awake. Right. Don't you go to sleep because it was five o'clock. She hadn't had her nap. This house was like 15 minutes away. And, you know, of course I wasn't going to be up all night. So I was kind of, you know, not yelling, but, you know, really kind of fortunately don't go to sleep. And I'm sure that didn't translate or sound very good to her, you know, like, well, why is my mom being so angry with me? I'm just trying to take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't until much later that night when these beautiful little babies were finally asleep that I realized that I was turning into a monster. And that's not how I wanted to show up for my kids or for myself. I wasn't really setting the example that I wanted to set around service for them. So yeah. because I was trying to do it all, I was trying, I was becoming this mean, angry, rarely happy, always rushed, never present, always moving on to the next thing, mom, because I was busy doing the shoulds and I was not focusing on the things that I wanted to be or the things that I truly found 
important. And so that night I decided that service would be done when I could do it happily without sacrificing the relationships with my children or for myself. Mm. So don't get me wrong. It was so hard. Like when a service opportunity would come up and they would announce it possibly in church or a community that they were asking for a meal or for a child to be watched or parent volunteer in the classroom. And I just sat there and it was so difficult at first because my heart wanted to, but I think it's because I was more raised like that you should be. So of course I was judging myself that I wasn't willing to do that. Like, you know, I should be able to serve happily and have these kids or whatever. And I also was assuming that everybody else was noticing and judging me too. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't mean though, that I cut service out completely. In fact, I still do a lot of it, probably even more so, but I do it with a more willing heart with a peaceful attitude because I want to be doing that with my time, not because I should be doing that. So I get to say yes to service and I say yes, and I mean yes, or I say no when I don't think it's going to help contribute to the balance that I strive for in my life. Yeah. And that all goes back to those bigger priorities that we talked about earlier. You know, you brought up something too, just that, that guilt when you're transitioning to trying to prioritize and letting certain things go. And no matter which way you cut it, I mean, women are feeling guilty for doing too much or too little or saying no to things or saying yes to things. They just get caught up in these loops of guilt in their minds. So before we go, I wanted to know what you think about that feeling of guilt and how to get out of this guilt loop to really move on to, you know, performing our lives in the ways that you just said, you know, serving when we feel serving in ways that mean different than than they might have before, whether that's to our families or our work or the community, um, but taking guilt out of the equation. Right. So I think it's just reminding ourselves that we can't do it all but we can do what's important and what we prioritize. So really that's kind of why I said that why is super important. Like, why do you want to do that thing? And are you wanting to serve because you want to show a good example for your kids and you want them to be part of service and have a charitable heart. And then you're yelling at them to get out of the kitchen, right? You're obviously not hitting that correctly. Like, you know, you're not showing them what you want. So that's why the why is so important. And then we want to stop comparing ourselves to other moms and how they are able to, do all these things that we think that they are or aren't doing. But the biggest thing that causes the shame and guilt a lot of times that I've noticed in my clients is when they compare themselves to their past mom self. So we get stuck in a a cycle where we compare our current self with our past self, like the mom that used to be able to do X, Y, and Z, and the mom that used to be able to do it on five hours of sleep, or the mom that used to weigh X amount of weight, but now, you know, they're 30 pounds heavier, or we used to make all these homemade dinners and celebrate every holiday with gusto. But as our, our priorities, our circumstances, our life, our kids, as everything changes, we have to kind of realize that we get to decide what is enough for us for that present circumstance right there. And don't allow, like I said, our past mom self to really dictate what we want to do and show up now because no one is living your life right? With your circumstances and no one knows how, like how to do you and how to do your life better than you. So in order to kind of allow those, that guilt, what you really want to work on and And I, I'm not even good, like perfect at this yet, right? We never will be. I think it always sneaks, sneaks in a little bit into our lives, but really you want to drop the comparisons. Yeah. You want to drop talking to yourself like, Oh, I should be doing this, right? I should be doing that. Or other moms are able to, or they make it look so easy because the mom I was 10 years ago, like she was getting all the stuff done and I really did make it look so easy but I wasn't doing it with a kind heart, with a good attitude, right? I wasn't doing it and enjoying it. I wasn't doing it because I loved it. So yeah, I got stuff done, 
but at what expense, right? Mm -hmm. Because I was just trying to keep up with what I thought a good mom should do. And so the mom that I am now, it does weigh less of the things I used to do. The mom now I am says no sometimes, but I can tell you I'm way happier. I'm more involved. I'm more intentional. And I actually accomplish more of the important things in my life. But I also, so I'm doing less, but I'm more fulfilled than I ever was when I was checking off all those shoulds on my list. And I get to decide what's enough for me and what's enough for my family and for my goals and my dreams. To me, it's that you stopped chasing this idea of enough and you just started feeling it instead and knowing better what that really looks like for you. Um, so thank you for clarifying that piece of comparison too and shoulds and how that so relates to guilt, because that to me is, is striking at the heart of what guilt really is. You know, um, I'm sure that everybody wants to know where to find you. So can you please share with us where they should go on the internet? Sure. I'm pretty active over on Instagram. So you can find me at organized life dot coach with an ed so organized life dot coach um i also am on facebook as siri pain coaching and um if you check out my instagram page if you go to my profile there is a link for um people to just receive a free 55 minute coaching session with me if they are interested in possibly exploring how they can you know improve their life or be able to be more impactful towards their goals and their family life and also there's a pdf that they can get for free as 24 simple ways to save 24 hours each month great. We'll make sure we link to all of that on our show notes. Siri, this has been such a good conversation. Thank you so much for being on my show. Thank you for having me. It's truly my honor. I hope this episode gave you the hug and kick in the pants you need to grow. Let's review the progress pointers from this episode. This is where I share my own notes that I take as I'm conducting the interview. And if you want a graphic of these progress pointers, for every single interview I do, I share these with my weekly go-getter newsletter. So you can sign up by going to aboutprogress.com slash go-getter to get access to these progress pointers in printable form. All right, let's go through them. Number one, we get to decide when it's enough. Two, we need to be able to go up and down in our productivity. Three, planning with intention and priorities gives us the freedom and control. Four, think about your day in terms of targets you're trying to hit. Five, look at your priorities as important appointments that you have set with yourself. Six, start with small baselines, get in the practice of succeeding them, and then build from there. Seven, solidify your three to five big picture life priorities. Eight, decide on a not a priority list. Nine, drop the comparison and the shoulds. You can check out all things Siri linked in the show notes for you. And by the way, you can always find those show notes on my website aboutprogress.com. And if you go to podcast there, you'll be able to click on any of my prior podcasts and get all the show notes that your heart could possibly desire. This month has been so fascinating for me. I really love this topic. I don't know if you noticed, but I switched my intro again. And I think this is going to be it for a long time. Now that I have more clarity about the direction we are headed in. And I'll tell you more about that at the end of the month where I tell you what's happening in our Dear Progressor episode. I just want to tell you how grateful I am that you are here. It means so, so much to me. 
This month, I announced on Instagram that I'm going to give a ton of my canvas bags away. I'm going to do a few giveaways a week of those based off of the ratings and reviews left at random. And at the end of the month, I'm giving away a beautiful fanny pack from Fawn Design. So that's going to be selected from all the interviews or all the reviews left of the entire month of March. So go and hop on to Apple Podcasts and iTunes and leave me a rating and review. And then I'll be able to draw from there to say thank you. But even besides that, just thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing the show. Thank you for supporting me and giving me the feedback I know to keep growing and keep serving you in turn. I have one more incredible interview ready for you next week. It's with Brittany Hanks of Homegrown Traditions. So buckle up. We're going to have another great episode to end this fantastic month on productivity. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Keep growing. And remember, life is about progress, not perfection. Do you feel like your schedule is so out as you... Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.